Amen. Praise God. Well, I've got a very simple word this morning. Let's just turn to Ephesians quickly. Ephesians 3, I'm going to read from verse 14 to 19. Ephesians 3, 14 to 19. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Yeshua, the Anointed One, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man. That's the phrase to underline, inner man. All right, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. All right, let's just turn to 1 Peter. Okay, that's the little letter of Peter towards the end. 1 Peter 3, I'm going to be reading from verse 1 to 6. All right, wives, likewise be submissive to your own husbands, that even if you do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives. When they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear, do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Blessed to us, we pray, as we learn more about you and what you expect of us. In the wonderful name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, as you can see, ladies, this is a scripture to tell you that, you know what, if you wear makeup, you become a painted lady. And as such, straight from the pit. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> All right. It doesn't say that. Okay. Not that I'm an expert on the subject, as you can see, but I'm not going to focus on that. The point I wanted to just concentrate on is that phrase, the hidden person of the heart. And in Ephesians, it speaks about being strengthened in the inner man, right? The hidden man of the heart, the inner man. Now, what I'm going to be talking about this morning is tending the inner man. Tending the inner man, okay? You remember when God put Adam in the Garden of Eden, his job was to take care of and tend the garden, all right? What does it mean to tend something? To look after it, all right? To look after it. And you see, you and I all know the principle. If you look after something, what happens to it? It flourishes, right? If you look after something, whatever it is, if you look after it, it grows. It gets bigger and stronger. The other side of the coin, if we neglect something, what happens? It falls apart, right? You neglect your car, after a while it will fall apart. If you neglect your garden... I'll leave that to imagination. But you see, it's a principle, isn't it? Whatever we tend, look after. And tend is not just look at it. It's active, isn't it? You've got to actively be involved with nourishing, feeding, protecting, looking after. It's quite a big word. But you see, whatever you and I tend will grow. All right? It will grow. If we neglect something... It will fall apart. Amen. Now, you see, I'm here to tell us that, as we all should know by now, 
the most important part of you and I is our spirit man. Amen? The spirit being. I didn't know that for the first 20 years of my life. I had no cooking clue. Sat faithfully in church, got a square bum because of the hard pews, and I don't know what they said, to be honest with you. But nobody ever told me, Graham, you are not just a brain that you don't really use as much as you should, and a body that you feed a lot more than you should. You are much more than that. Nobody told me that. Did you know that? Nobody told me that. That's why when I was sitting in the pew, I carved my name on the back of the organ. Do you know that? And I'm so angry to this day. Do you know why? They got all us little boys and said, because you've carved names in the back of the organ, you're all going to have money deducted from your pocket money to pay for the repair. That was a travesty, trust me, because in those days, pocket money was 10 cents. 10 cents on Saturdays, you lined up and got your 10 cents. Gone, my 10 cents. What makes me angry is, when I went back to that church, guess what? My name was still there. Somebody pocketed my pocket money. Anyway, I'll live to see the dawn. But the point is, you see, I wasn't told that I had a spirit man. Did you know that? Because I didn't know I had a spirit man. I thought there is no God. Which is quite logical, actually. Because our spirit man is the facility with which we contact God. And if that facility is broken, there is no God. You understand? You won't know him. It's impossible. You might know about him intellectually. You might be told about him, but you won't know him. Impossible. I was once in the hospital there, and there was two little boys. They were playing with their Lego, you see. And they had this Lego that was like a satellite. You know those satellites that orbit Earth? It had all the radio masts sticking out. And I was thinking to myself, how can I share the gospel with these little boys? Have you ever had that problem, trying to share the gospel with little boys? But God gave me wisdom. And I said to them, do you know there's a God out there? And they said, really? Yes. And I said, you can know him if you want to. Oh, that's wonderful. How? And I said, look, this Lego, what have you got? You've got a radio mast, haven't you? Yes. Well, with that radio mast, the people on the satellite can speak to the people on the earth. Is that right? Yes, we know that. Well, what happens if you break this radio mast? They won't be able to hear. You see, and they said, oh, we understand that. Well, I said to him, did you know you've got a spirit inside of you? A what? Yes. The most important part of you is the part you can't see. Really? Yes. But I said, the problem is, like the radio mast, it's broken. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> but I said, don't worry. It's not the end of the story. We can make it better. Really? <laughs> I said, yes. You have to just pray the special prayer and it'll come right and you'll be able to hear God. Right, let's do it. I don't know what became of them, but I hope they're not orbiting the earth without any purpose. You understand? But you see, our spirit man is inside of us. It's the real you. Did you know that? It's the real you. The Bible speaks about it. As we read, the hidden man of the heart. And that's the problem, you see. It's hidden. What do we mean by hidden? Can't see it with these eyes, you see. That was my problem. Couldn't see my spirit. I couldn't see. Somehow I knew something was wrong. 
You understand? But I couldn't see it. It's hidden. You see, it's hidden. Now, the point about it is this, that that spirit man has got to be brought back to life. Amen? And what's the next most important thing? It has to be tended. Amen? Many Christians, let me tell you, they get born again. The big mistake they make, they don't look after their spirit man. They might look after their body. Take good care of that. Oh, yes, because you can feel it, can you not? And it's not wrong to tend your body properly, is it? we taught in this day and age, look after your brain, are we not? Train the brain. Oh, yes, train the brain. That's the big thing. Train the brain and you've got it made. So to a large extent, we tend the brain, but I don't think we really look after it. We develop it, yes. That's another story altogether. But far too often, you see, what we forget to do is to tend the hidden man of the heart, the spirit man. Amen? And the reason is because to start off with, we can't feel him. We're not aware of him necessarily. You understand? We're not aware of it. But you see, that's the secret. As you and I learn how to tend the spirit man, do you know what happens? The spirit man grows. He grows and he grows and he grows. And the more that spirit man grows, and I'm going to explain why, the more effective you and I are on this earth. Amen? More effective you and I are on this earth. God is looking for strong spiritual men and women. Can you all say amen? Amen. The big problem in the church is there are many, many children of God roaming the earth. But unfortunately, because their spirit men have not been properly tended, generally speaking, not properly fed and exercised, they're weak. They're weak. They float around. Any wind of doctrine, off they go. Amen? Anything comes their way, off they go. Blown this way, blown that way. And to a large extent, in the earth, totally ineffective. You see, if you are weak, the enemy can just slap you around. Do you know Christians have been just slapped around? Have you ever felt being slapped around? I have, dear God. Dear God. But I know what the answer is, you see. I don't blame nobody. I realize that's all about what? Making this inner man nice and strong so he can do what has to be done. And dear God, there's a lot of spiritual work to be done. Amen. So you see, our job here is to make sure everybody who has the temerity to set foot in this place gets their spirit man big and strong. Amen. And it's not such a pleasant process, may I add, unfortunately which is why some cannot bear it, but we're working on it. Amen. But now how do we do it? All right, now listen. We all know what to do. But essentially, this spirit man has got to be exercised. Shaken up, if I can call it that. 
You see, Paul said to Timothy, stir up the gift inside of you that was given to you by the laying on of hands. You see, the gift was inside of him. It was there. Just as the gifts are in every one of us here. Did you know that all nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, if you have been stupid enough to say, Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. It's not stupid, by the way. It's highly intelligent. But naturally, it doesn't make sense. However, the moment you've said that, you're filled with all those nine gifts. What's got to happen to all of them? What did James Bond say? Shaken. Not stirred. <laughs> we have to shake them up. Amen. Our spirit man is like that. What we've got to do is wake him up. Wake him up. Get him to do stuff. Hallelujah. We've got to get him going. Eh? And we've got to feed him. Imagine if you had a child and you said, get up, get up. It's time for you to go and play soccer. But you haven't bothered to give him any supper. And you're not planning to give him any breakfast. And this has been going on for a week. And you wonder why the kid just can't roll out of bed. You understand? What's the mistake? Feed him. Feed him. But you see, we've got to feed the spirit man. We have got to feed him. Now you see, the problem with the spirit man, he doesn't act like the stomach. Have you ever come across somebody who battles to know that they need to eat? There are people like that. They get anorexic, I know, but that's exceptional. Most people, you don't have to tell them to eat, do you? Because at a certain time, and with some it happens more often than with others, the stomach shouts, feed me! Does it not? Feed me! Snack attack. You see? Anything will do. <laughs> Just about anything, but as long as it's unhealthy, it'll be great. <laughs> Carbs and sugar. <laughs> but anyway, the point I'm trying to make is, you see, we don't battle normally to feed ourselves. Because our body, we are aware of it. And it shouts. I mean, we feel hunger. We reach for the fridge. Can you see? The spirit man, however, is slightly less obvious. Even though your and my spirit man might be shouting, feed me, feed me. Very often what happens with us as humans? Tone deaf. You understand? We miss it. And the problem with that is, you see, your spirit man, if he is not properly nourished and tended, will dwindle away. I mean, the lot of so many people, so many, many people. I was once a Christian, but I think God's forsaken me. Do you think God forsakes you? Does God ever say, oh, this Graham character, I'm fed up. I'm sure he often says that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he often says, I'm fed up. But he doesn't say like I would, well, that's it, bye. He doesn't. You understand? He sticks it out. What is the problem? We're not receiving, understand, and activating. I think that's a very good word, activating. Feed and activate. You see? And you and I feed and activate the spirit man when... We get involved with spiritual activity. Amen? Of any description. Spiritual activity. Getting to church and being with other Christians activates your and my spirit. Did you know that? It does. It does. I mean, Janet and I 
Let me tell you, for a short while, we were churchless. We were churchless. It didn't last long. We couldn't bear it. We had to find the right place to be. You understand? Why? We just know the spirit man of ours has got to, got to, got to get into the presence of God. And when we worship and we praise him, what are we doing? Activating the spirit man. Are we not? We're raising our hands to God. We are activating the spirit man. We're operating in faith. We're saying, the God that we can't see, we acknowledge you. The moment we do that, your spirit man is being activated. When you sit down and you pray to God, you speak aloud. It's very important when you and I pray. Can I just say this? A lot of Christians say, well, I pray quietly. I'm the quiet type. Well, it might be hard for you all to believe, but at one stage I was the quiet type. You look dumbstruck. <laughs> Could this be possible? No. <laughs> no, but I was. But I wasn't, if you know what I'm saying. The devil had convinced me I'm the quiet type. The point I'm trying to make is I learned to activate this thing, you see. And you see, you can sit quietly and you can pray. I'm not saying you can't. In certain circumstances, better to pray quietly, you understand? Sometimes you're with people that get a bit nervous if you start to shout out. But when you're on your own, it's so important to speak aloud. Did you know that? Can I just tell you something? When you sit down and you pray to God, if you keep quiet, God hears what you're thinking. But your thinking can become a bit muddled, did you know that? And vague. That's the problem. The devil loves it when it's vague. You can pray in your mind, but you're actually thinking of baking cakes for the pastor. That never crosses your mind. I know I'm just sowing some seed into your thought pattern. You're thinking of fighting with SARS on Monday. You're thinking of flying in the plane to the wonderful farm. You're praying to God, but you're thinking of line dancing. And you're thinking of doing the gym and who, what you're going to do with all these old fogies when to try and get them off their backsides to exercise. And you're trying to pray. You see, trying to pray. Or you're thinking of marriage and love and trying to pray. It's impossible. It's impossible. You see, the mind can go off track. And the problem with that is we're not really exercising the spirit. So the prayer meeting is actually just a tick the box and I've done it. But you see, when you and I sit down and we chat, we talk to God. Do you know what happens? We actually capture our thoughts. Put them in the language which is heard in the spirit realm. Did you know that? Your tongue is the pen of the spirit world. Take that home and think about it. But you see, when we talk, we're focusing our thoughts. And most importantly, we're activating our spirit man. And you see, the more we do that, the more we do that, and I've preached on that before, the more our spirit man grows. Now, so much for getting our spirit man to grow. It's an ongoing process. It's a lifelong process. There's a lot more to it. But the advantages is what I want to talk about. Because if we don't understand the advantages, we won't bother to do it. Does that make sense? The Lord, because of the glory set before him, went through the shame of the cross. If there was no glory the other side, he would have probably thought twice about it, even though he was the Son of God. Amen? So you see, we've got to understand the benefits of your and my spirit man becoming alive. Now, what I need to say is this, that you see, 
it's all a matter of control. All right? It's all a matter of control. Whatever you and I feed will control us. Can I just say that again? Whatever we feed most will control us. If you take so much care over your body and you feed it and you make sure that it has all the wonderful food, muscle, that will control you. You'll eventually start saying things like, what are we going to eat? And that's all that will matter. You understand? It will control us. Our bodies will control us. So many people are controlled by the desires of their flesh. You can't get any logic out of them. Other people, on the other hand, are controlled totally by, as I call it, the potato between the ears. The intellect dominates them. Is your intellect a bad thing? No. Is your body a bad thing? No. They are good servants, but very bad masters. Does everybody grasp that? You see, and you and I are supposed to be on this earth, not controlled by intellect. If you're controlled by your intellect, living in this world now, you know it will really be your problem. Fear. Because logically, there's every reason to be terribly afraid unless you haven't got any brain at all. There is. It's a fact. However, we're not supposed to be controlled by this brain. You understand? Now, what is the option? Well, you see, you and I mustn't be controlled by emotions either. Did you know that? They're very dangerous emotions. They're wonderful things to have. They're wonderful servants. They can help us. But if you and I are controlled by how we feel, we're looking for trouble. And if you feed your feelings all the time, that's what's going to control us. Amen? Be very cautious of that. We are supposed to be led by the Spirit. right? And when the Bible says led by the Spirit, the Bible puts normally the capital S, assuming it's the Holy Spirit. But you know what? It's not really. It's the same word. It's that spirit man inside of us. We're supposed to be led by our spirit man. What does that mean? Well, it means you and I are fed and looked after our spirit to such an extent that that is what guides us. Amen? Our spirit man guides us. And let me tell you, if you and I are guided by our spirit, we will be successful in whatever we do. Did you know that? Why? Because God knows the end from the beginning. Amen? God knows the end from the beginning. I just want to share a scripture. Let's go to Proverbs quickly. Quite interesting. This We all know this. It says there, Proverbs 4.23. Proverbs 4 verse 23. It says there, Keep your heart with all diligence. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it spring the issues of life. Alright? Now let me just translate that. Your heart is your spirit. Okay? And that word keep is very similar to the word tend. Can you see? So you could read that scripture. Tend, which includes guarding, by the way. Tend your spirit man with all diligence. It's hard work. We have to work on it. It's not going to happen automatically. Because you can't see it doesn't mean it will look after itself. Does that make sense? You understand? That's the natural thinking. Oh, well, you can't see it, so what will be will be. Oh no, oh no, not at all. Tend, look after, look after that spirit man, for out of it flow the issues of life. Every force of creativity, every force of energy, as Paul was saying, that the, your inner man will be energized. The power of God comes through the spirit man. Comes through the spirit man, all right? 
That power is able to keep us healthy. Can you see that? I've had experience of that. That power, if your spirit man is strong, it can bring your body into line. Did you know that? Quite a thought, isn't it? Quite a thought. One lady, pastor's wife, she had cancer. At the age of 50, she was diagnosed. Cancer given three months to live. But she got hold of the word of God. I mean, she pumped her spirit with the word of God. And you know what? She overcame that thing. She's now 92. Just imagine having been diagnosed with terminal cancer at the age of 50, having gone through that and lived another 40 plus years. Why? Energizing the spirit man, you see. That spirit man is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that you can ask or think. Amen? But let me just say something else about that spirit energizing part of us. The God part of us. Let me put it that way. God is interested in the mind. He's interested in the body. He's interested in everything. Do you understand? He's interested in your business. The same principle applies. We have to tend our business. Do we not? If you do not tend your business, what will happen? If you do not tend to your studies, what will happen? If you do not tend to the family, you do not tend to relationships, tend to everything, they will fall apart. But the most important thing to tend to is the spirit man. Why? Because from the spirit man flow the issues of life. You look up that word issues, it's a similar word used for swarms of bees. <laughs> I love God. You know, his terminology, swarms. The energy in a swarm of bees, all little things full of energy, right? That comes out of your spirit man when we tend it, when we feed it. Number one priority for us here in this home is to feed our spirit man. Food comes second, believe it or not, but it does. We tend our spirit man, tend the spirit man daily, feeding it with the word of God. The word of God is on you just about 24-7. Sometimes I'm listening to the word here and Janice listening in other part of the house. It's going on all the time. You understand? What are we doing? At night, the word is on. What? Feeding. Feeding the spirit man so the spirit man can be nice and strong. Amen. To feed the people that come and to be able to withstand the wiles of the wicked one, which are many, by the way. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. But you understand, we tend the spirit man because out of that man flows the issues of life. Every piece of music I've composed, I can tell you, comes straight from the Spirit of God, energized by the Spirit of God. I don't even know where these notes come from. I really don't. I was writing something and I heard horns. Can you believe it? Not horns as in cow, orchestral horns. I heard horns, the sound of a melody. I thought, where does that come from? Nobody in the complex plays the horn. Where does the horn come from? Eventually, this kept on coming to my mind. I said, okay, okay, I'll write it in. I give up. Made all the difference. You understand? That happens quite regularly. Quite regularly. This big piece of music I wrote. I'm not trained to write, by the way. Listen to this. We're on the way to a Bible study. On the way to a Bible study, I said to Janet, just hold on. I've got a melody in my heart. I went to the piano. I worked out this little melody. I think I recorded it on my cell phone, just bare bones. Do you know, I took that melody and working with that melody, with the help of the Holy Spirit, it just grew, grew, grew. From the Spirit flow the issues of life. We've got to take care of Any idea you have, creative idea, comes from your spirit man. Did you know that? If you are taking care of your spirit man, those creative ideas will flow when you need them. Amen?
Not only that, let's just read another scripture. Sorry, I'm almost closing here, but it's important to grasp. Let's go to Proverbs 20, verse 27. Okay, we know this. Verse 27. Proverbs 20, verse 27. The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. The lamp of the Lord. Now, what does a lamp do? Your word is a light unto my path. Amen? When you are, say you're going to the game park, whatever, and this is one of those, you know, two and six game parks, and they don't have facilities. There's a long drop out 50 meters away from the place where you are sleeping in a tent. What have you got to have to get there? A torch, right? If you don't have a torch, you could hit your feet on stumps and tent pegs and all that sort of thing. Now, just for your information, do you know something? Although there's a good sun shining outside, we are living in a place where there's a tremendous spiritual darkness. Did you know that? The Bible says the people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. Doesn't mean that God switched off the sun for a few minutes. Doesn't mean that. And that's the problem, you see. We can see. We can see. We can see. So we think we can see. <laughs> of course you can see because you can see. But if you don't realize we're stumbling around in darkness, we can't see. Do you understand? We can't see. I was dealing with this person, contacted us for one reason or another. She gave us the long story and I thought, oh my soul, bump her head here, bump her head here, bump her head there, bump. What is the problem? Stumbling in the darkness, not properly educated. Do you understand? No light. No light. Just the devil comes in, bam, there. She stumbles around, bam, here, and oh, God's against me. <laughs> God's against me. Really? Really? That's a lot of so many people. We see it all the time. Hitting their heads here, stumbling their toes here, getting beaten up here, getting thrown apart here. Why? Perfectly good sight, 2020 physical vision. But guess what? Zero, zero spiritual vision. You understand? Walking in darkness. Complete darkness. What's the answer to that? We have to switch on the light. What is the light? You want my spirit, man, is the lamp of the Lord. Do you all get it? The brighter you and my spirit, man, shines, the more we can see. And you know what that means? Translated into simple terms. You find yourself in certain company and your spirit man gets uncomfortable. Do you know what I'm talking about? Your spirit man gets uncomfortable. It's the light shining and saying, get out of the darkness. Amen? Get out of this place. Don't go there. Don't do that. Amen? But you understand, you see, if you and I are busy firing up the spirit man all the time, educating, stretching, stretching. That's why we encourage people to prophesy. What are you doing when you prophesy? Stretch. When you read the Bible, don't just read the Bible. Get into it. Stretch. What is God saying? What is God saying? I do that all the time, all the time. You know why? I know, I know. Every time I read the scriptures and I stretch and I think, Lord, what are you saying? What are you saying? Why is that well there? What is a cistern? What is this place, Dothan? What is the significance? You understand? All the time, not just reading the stories like we've read them before, but stretching. What am I doing every time? 
the spirit man is being stirred up, you see, stirred up, stirred up to become big, big and strong and strong. Amen. Why? So much depends on it in your lives and in mine. Are you hearing me this morning? Can you say amen? Is it easy? Well, it's effort. But once we get into it, I believe this is the case with Jim. <laughs> and with long distance running, apparently. There's such a thing as a runner's high. I never tasted that. But you get into it, you don't want to stop. I never had that. But anyway, what I'm saying is, with the spirit, once you start to see your spirit man grow and you become more and more aware of him, which is the real you, and in the process more aware of the living God, Makes all the difference. Did you know that? Makes life worth living, no matter what. And I'm trusting every one of us here will tend. Tend us, but it might be so small to start off with. You understand? Might be small. I remember we used to play snakes and ladders. Does anybody remember the old snakes and ladders? The ladder is when you do a good thing and you go up. The snake is when you do a bad thing, you see, and you go down. And the snakes and ladder board was illustrated. I'll never forget the one picture was this little girl with a watering can watering a flower. You see, she was tending a flower. That was the bottom of a big ladder. <laughs> can you see? She was tending the flower. God wants us to tend. Tend ourselves, tend others. Amen, I've said too much, let's pray. Father God, thank you for this word. I pray that we might be people that do take care of the spirit man that you've given us, the real us, that above all else we will tend the spirit so that we could become strong. And not just strong for ourselves and for the protection and provision that it provides for us, Lord, but for those around us. Your word says that the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. It starts very small, but it has the capacity to grow into a mighty tree where the birds can come and find shelter. May we be that kind of people in your mighty name, O oh Lord. Amen.